Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. We made it. It's Friday morning, the 31st of March, last day of March, 2023, the year flying by. Good morning, good to have your company. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair this morning, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, 1300 01 1170, our open line number to have you say. You can also text 04577. 36736. All before Vossie and Brownie for breakfast coming up in an hour's time. For our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Vossie and Brandy, then Padden Heels along 6am local time. That, of course, all changes over the course of the weekend and Monday morning when we're all back on the same time, which will be very nice. Uh, it'll be 5am everywhere at the moment. Uh, well, on Monday. A bit confusing, isn't it? Uh, good to be with you. 0457 736 736. Open line number 1300 01 Big show coming up. We'll look back at last night's NRL match in a second. Here's some of the highlights. Roosters 28 over the Parramatta Eels 20. Uh, John Gallo will join me in about half an hour. The English Premier League returns after a weekend off due to the international weekend. And it's a big weekend. Kicks off with Man City up against Liverpool. So we'll have a chat with John Gallo about that in about half an hour's time as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. Let's get on with the show. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, it is two past five in New South Wales, two past four in Queensland. And don't forget, built tough for Aussie conditions. Ask your plumber for Australia's favourite and install a ream. All right, Roosters 28, Parramatta Eels 20 last night at Allianz Stadium in front of a crowd of over 20,000 people. Before we get into some of the issues of the game, if you missed any of it, here is, here is how it played out last night on SEN. Moses converts, yeah. and it's Parramatta 2-0. And they do some good things here. Brown to Gutherson. Get a chance Gutherson for the chance. Long, long Blake. Chance. Here's Sevo. Sevo just drops the anchor. Oh, wow. And that is great defence. Wow. Great defence yeah. from Hutchison and Paulo and Tedesco. And they barrel him over the Spitwater touchline. Sends it up. Swali is in pursuit. Impressive. So too Tupo. They let it bounce. Well, oh. you know what happened. He didn't ever know. Oh, oh no. A big miss. Oh, how did that go oh, back? Come on. Gutless been kissed He's on the He's got his eyes painted Gutherson on. has been You're kissed kidding. on the tush rainbow. He can't believe it. Kiri away down to Walker out the back to Nesco. Oh, well, he had a little half chance, but it won't matter. All that will check something out. James Tedesco taken late, as he naughty. What happens to... He's hit oh. high and hit high with shot In the head, too. Simonson will go here. Go, go 10 or go, go. No, gone. Gone. gone too. Yeah. Gone for the match. He turns outside in to shoulder charge. Shoulder charge on the chin. It's a left shoulder tackle. He's turned across his body and his right arm's down. Ten again. Oh, okay. So, Bailey Simonson gone. In the bin, they cashed in. Will they cash in without Simonson? They look like they will. Corey Allen to Tupo. And Tupo scores in the corner. Pedersen, he tried. But I think he tries without any success. And Tupo, who's been getting served... Rubbish tonight, cashes in, and the Roosters take it out to 10 points to two with a kick to come. Brandon Smith links oh, up. Walker, the gunslinger. Oh, oh, there Here's we go. Kiri. Oh, the gunslinger. Here's try number three, the Roosters. They're clucky. 
14 points to two. It's about to be 16-2 right on half time. Moses goes at the back away now to Gutherson. Here's a chance. Penasini. Penasini! Oh, he got the pass back to Gutherson. Well, that's what they do. They're a team Parramatta who refuse to go away. Penasini with a brilliant pass to Gutherson. Roosters 16. A dream start the second half. Parramatta 6. Kick the car. Now it comes back to Walker. He plays flat to Collins. Flat and again, another good well. tackle. A great tackle by Hopgood, but they're under the pump again. Right hand side, Walker. It's a matter of time. Swaleeki flicks it out the back. The little flick pass from Swaleeki. He finds Jackson Paulo. It wasn't if, it was when. 20 points to eight, kick to come. 25 minutes remaining in the match. It just wasn't possible, Spud. They had to cave in. And now it comes back <laughs> by the left hand side. Tupo got away from one. He's in the backfield. Here comes Tupo. Where's the support? Oh, He's on his tap alone. Oh. Now he's to the Kiri. Kiri was there. It was oh. belated. He missed the first train, jumped on the next one, and just goes past. And Kiri's got a rare double. The Roosters are home. They score the try, 26 points to eight with a kick to come, but that was Daniel Tupo. Brown finds Moses to Gutherson, Pedersini, and in the corner, Simonson will dive. So 28-12, kick the come. Here's the long ball. Oh, oh Mike right on the chest. Great ball from Brown, and there's 90 seconds remaining, and he scores the try, but they've still got to score two. Yes, uh, thought the end scoreline, Rooster 28, Parramatta 20, probably didn't reflect the game too much. Fairly close to the most part of the first half before the Roosters got to that. Uh, I think it was 16 points to two at halftime. Joel Kane and the team with the call there. Roosters pretty slick. I thought they looked good. They'll be a bit disappointed, I think, uh, with their last couple of tries they led into the Parramatta Eels, but uh, the game was pretty much already done, but you don't want to be doing that at the business end of the season. Uh, some of the talking points coming out of that game uh, before we hear from Charlie Goodsir and look at the rest of Round 5 of the NRL. want to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Firstly, Bailey Simonson. Uh, you heard the boys on the call there, and you heard it last night on SEN. Both of them, well, all of them, thought it was going to be a send-off. Um, in the end, it was just a sin bin. James Tedesco went off with an HIA. He will have to now uh, stand down for 11 days, which means he misses the Roosters' clash with the Melbourne Storm next Thursday night uh, in Melbourne. Um, I was at the game, so it was hard to see it live, what happened, but I just had a look at the replay uh, before I came on air uh, about 10 minutes ago. Uh, it was a 50-50 one, I reckon. Uh, I, I've seen them sent off before. Uh, Trent Robinson said in his post-match press conference that he's sort of the, of the same opinion. Um, he thought straight away it was a send-off, but now he's looked back at it a few times. He said it was 50-50. Either way, I think Bailey Simonson will be spending some time on the sidelines, at least for a few weeks. Uh, was that a send-off? Should that have been a send-off? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Ended up getting a 10 in the bin, but as I say, I reckon he'll be spending a few weeks on the sideline. All the talk this week has been about two men, uh, Clint Gutherson and Joseph Su'ili'i. Uh, let's start with Su'ili'i first. I had to move back to fullback uh, when James Tedesco went off the field, and he was very good. If you cast your mind back to... Uh, the first week of the finals last year when the Roosters played South Sydney and Tedesco went off uh, for a concussion again um, and he moved back to fullback. He did look a little out of place. He didn't seem very confident, albeit 
it has to be said uh, that that game was very intense. But look, last night he was very good at fullback, shot him at fullback, to be honest. I think Trent Robinson was asked post-match uh, with Joey Manu due back next week, but with no James Adesco, uh, who's going to be playing fullback? And Robinson just replied, Joe will. Uh, so good reply there from Trent Robinson. But he was very good. And I think anyone that thought maybe what had happened over the past week and um, the distraction it could have been uh, for certainly he and uh, the rest of the team, well, I think he proved them uh, very much wrong last night. Really strong performance. Parramatta. Um, one win out of five. Are you a little concerned about Parramatta? Yes, they got that golden point win against Penrith. And look, we've said a few times over the opening three or four weeks that they could have easily won all their games. The games they lost up until last night, they only lost by four points. I know last night they only ended up losing by eight points, but that was thanks to two very late tries, as I said, Probably not reflective of well, the scoreline, probably not reflective of the actual match, the dominance the Roosters had for the most part. And being out there, they offered, for the most part, very little in attack. You, Parramatta fan, are you a little concerned? I mean, you'd have to be concerned having only won one of your first five. And I know they're without Junior Paolo, but I don't know. They were very flat in attack for mine. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Where do you rate Parramatta at the moment? And Clinton Gutherson, still, uh, I still uh, look. If they want to add an X factor to their team, that's fair enough. But very good last night again, Clint Gutherson. Easily, in my opinion, probably their best player on the field. Uh, Moses played well as well, but I still don't quite understand this talk about getting an X factor. Uh, when you got Clint Gutherson, one of the best fullbacks in the game. Anyway, 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line 1300 0111 70. 20 odd thousand there last night at Allianz Stadium to watch the Roosters win 28 points to 20. Should Bailey Simonson have been sent off? And how many weeks is do you reckon he's going to be facing? And Parramatta, where do you put them in the pecking order? After five weeks of this competition, having only won one game. 0457 736 736, the text number. Call the open line. Have your say on 1300 01 1170. That is one game down, but we've still got a very exciting weekend of the NRL. So time to welcome this next man into the studio. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Friday morning, Tradies News in a nutshell. Round five already of the National Rugby League. One game down, but seven really intriguing games to come. Charlie Goodsir in the studio as he is each and every Friday morning. Morning to you, Charlie. Good morning. How are you? Very, very well. Uh, lots to talk about. Uh, let's start with the game tonight. The first game tonight, you'll hear it on SEN. Canberra Raiders up against the Penrith Panthers. Penrith, slow start to the year by what we've seen over the past couple of years. The Raiders against your Knights last weekend. I thought there were certain times in that first half where I thought, okay, the Raiders could start to run away with it. The Knights did a great job to hold them out. And then in that early part of the second half, two or two or three quick tries, and then uh, the Raiders never really got back into the game. They are back at home tonight. No Jack Wyden. How do you see them going? Uh, yeah, they were. They just seemed to be in a bit of a funk last week, which I was all for, considering my uh, the playing my Newcastle <laughs> Knights. Um, and it, I, I will say credit to the Knights that their defence was a lot better. Like the Raiders mm. were a- attacking and looking threatening at stages in that second half. At no stage did they look like they were going to win the game, but it looked like they were going to make it close. Um, so 
I don't know how much to read into that, especially now that Whiten is out for two weeks, that massive bombshell that he dropped as well. Mm. They do have a few players coming back. I am going to go the Panthers just because um, their recent record against the Raiders, but I am very worried about the Penrith Panthers. I think yeah. their scoring um, is of concern. They're the only team in the competition to have not scored 20 points yet this season. Um, they have pl- had the bye, so they've been one of those few teams that have played one less game than mm. the majority of the competition. But that they're, they're keeping it tight. Like They're only losing by you know one point. Uh, in the first week and, and last week and winning by a few points against the the Rabbitohs. But they're not scoring a lot either. Mm. And so a bit of a concern. I think they win, but I don't think they win as comfortably as a lot of people are predicting. I think definitely the Panthers have come back to the field a little bit. Now, that's not to say they still can't go on and win the competition. They're still one of, if not the premiership favourites. But it's a bit more even now. And look, the Raiders are always well, usually better playing at home than they are away, but I just can't tip them. I still think the Panthers uh, get back into the winner's circle tonight. And now also tonight at 8pm, the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Melbourne Storm. Now we saw Souths win in Golden Point last Saturday against Manly. The Storm, they did uh, enough to beat the Tigers last weekend. They've got a really tricky th- uh, three weeks down the Storm. They've got Souths tonight, followed by the Roosters, followed by Manly. I think we'll know a lot more where the Storm are at after those three weeks. Uh, on their form, and look, Souths haven't set the world on fire either, but on their form, I can't tip the Storm. I think Souths win, although the Storm have a very good record against them. They do have a good record. If this game was at Amy Park mm. instead of uh, Acor Stadium, then I would tip the Storm. But I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs. Mm. I think both teams are 2-2, two and two, but, not, but not all 2-2 two and two records are, are born equal. Uh, Dan, because... Uh, <laughs> it's good stuff. That is good stuff. Uh, because if you look at who the Rabbitohs have played, they've played all teams in the top eight and mm. who we think are going to be there at the, end, at the back end of the season. Mm. And they played pretty well uh, for the most part. Mm. I, th- I think the Roosters game, they sort of let that one slip away, I think. Mm. I think they were in a really good chance to win. They didn't. Um, they, you know, a really tough golden point win against Manly last week. I, I think they do win this game. I think it'll be close, but I think they... Win, go to three and two, and I think they just sort of flex their muscles a little bit to the rest of the competition because I think they're flying a bit under the radar. I don't think a lot of people are taking them as seriously as I think they should be. Mm, I think we said about the Melbourne Storm last week. When you look at those three games, apart from their first game, when you look at their three uh, game, which they did win in the end, but you look at their three games since then, uh, the tight, uh, the Titans, the Bulldogs, the Tigers, going into the season, you would have thought they would have won all of those games. They've only won one out of three. Uh, yeah, I just can't tip them on current form. But that's not to say they haven't got the side they can beat Souths. And Souths have been a bit inconsistent as well. But I think South Sydney will get the win tonight. And now tomorrow, three games uh, at Mudgee. Uh, the first one, the Manly Seagulls at Glen Willow Oval taking on the Newcastle Knights. Manly, as I said just a minute ago, lost in Golden Point. The Knights, very good, in particular in that second half up at Newcastle against the Canberra Raiders. Do the Knights make it two from two, or do you think Manly hit back after that one-point loss last weekend to the Bunnies? Tough one. Mm. Tough one. I think that Garen Mudgee poses a few more questions than does answers uh, in terms of who wins this game. I think just based on the ladder and stunt form and just the general team, I'm going to go Manly. Mm-hmm. Not confident, though. I think this mm. could be a bit of a banana peel game for mm. the Seagulls. I, I think that game last week took a lot out of them, and I can see a, a plucky night side uh, getting their third win of the season. Who, who, who would have said that after five yeah. rounds? I know. I still think Manly win, but I agree with you. I think 
for at least 60 minutes of the game, I actually expect this to be pretty close. And then you'd think Manly might have enough to run, not run away with it, but do enough to win the game. But look, Newcastle, you would hope, would have gained a bit of confidence out of last week's win against the Canberra Raiders. And it's not like they played badly against the Dolphins the week before either, for the most part. So they haven't started the season off too badly. But I think Manly, if they're a serious football team, and I know we've got a long way to go throughout the season. They need to be winning matches uh, like this, and I think they do tomorrow afternoon. Speaking of uh, teams that are in a bit of trouble, uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons up against the Dolphins. Now, we know the Dolphins lost their first game last week to the Brisbane Broncos. Very close game, and they do have a few injuries, a few suspensions, which is 100% going to uh, uh, test their depth over the course of the next few weeks. The Dragons, though... 40 points last week conceded against the Sharks. 40 points the week before against Brisbane. Now, I still maintain that game against the Broncos. They were okay for about 60, 65 minutes. The game last week against the Sharks, as well as the Sharks played and as well as Nico Hines played, they were dreadful. Um, And the pressure continues to build on Anthony Griffin. Uh, this one's really tough to tip. I It is. Well, well, yeah, when I put my tips in, I went back and forth quite a bit. Mm. I'm going the Dragons. Mm. And for two reasons. One, mm. they need to show up. Yep. I, I'll agree with you on the Broncos. Like, it, looking at the score, you'd say, oh, 4 to 18, they got smashed. Mm. No, they didn't. It was 18 all mm. with about 10 minutes mm. to go. And mm. they just caught a, had a lapse in concentration. The Sharks game was an uh, abomination. Uh, shield your eyes if you watch the highlights <laughs> of that game. They were <laughs> they were bad. They were awesome. uh, They were really, really bad. Yeah. As worse as any team has played so far this season. The Tigers have been pretty, pretty crap, but... Uh, uh, but yeah, I'd we'll, say that we'll Dragons' get, yeah, performance we'll get, we'll get is probably to the worse. Tires later, yeah. But yeah, I think that Dragons' performance is worse just with the amount of soft tries they let mm. in and they look like they gave up. I think with all, everything in the week, uh, people saying that they didn't want to go to the club with all the pressure on, uh, on Anthony Griffin, with Ben Hunt at the press conference saying that none of his teammates could hold their head high after the performance. I think they'll put in a real shift against a really injury-depleted Dolphins team. We knew this was going to happen at some mm. stage. Injuries were going to take into effect. Mm. Unfortunately, it's happened pretty early in the season. Mm. Uh, their starting halfback, uh, Sean O'Sullivan, mm. gone mm. Uh, for a long time. Felice Kafusi, their enforcer, is out due to suspension. A um, couple of head knocks here and there. Tessie New uh, pretty much played that whole battle of Brisbane at 50%. That's why I'm going the Dragons, just because the, they need to perform. And the injuries to the Dolphins, which is going to really test their depth, which is what we're all worried about. But if the Dolphins win, that is a massive tick. Mm. And um, I want them to win, but my head is tipping the Dragons. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Dragons as well. I think, as you said, the de- if the Dolphins were at full strength or near full strength, I'd be tipping the Dolphins. I just – I don't know. But, again, Wayne Bennett coach side, you just never know. He might You can get never them count up. them out. You can never count them out. They're, they're one of the things that I've been really impressed with them this year is that – They've haven't like tried to play their own brand. They've sort of tried to match the other team for, mm. for an hour mm. and then give themselves in a chance to win the game, mm. which they nearly did against the Broncos. They just let it slip a little bit. I don't think any fault of their own. I think the Broncos are lights out amazing. Um, but I, w- I would not be surprised if the Dolphins come away with the win. A famous win. Their first season. And no disrespect to the Dolphins because they are third on the ladder. But if the Dragons lose this and put in a performance like they did last week against the Sharks. God, I hope so. We'll make great fodder for radio on Monday morning. How does Anthony Griffin feel? 
Anyway, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see, we'll see what happens now. Uh, the next game tomorrow night, 7.30. The Broncos taking on the Tigers, the team that has not lost a match this year, up against a team that has not won a match this year. Now, on paper, you would say the Broncos win this probably fairly easily, and I'm going to tip Brisbane. The Tigers, though, they do have a decent record against the Broncos. They beat them at Suncorp Stadium last year in a bit of a surprise result. I can't see that happening. But you know when you have a funny feeling about a game, when you win on paper, when you look at how the two teams have played over the first four weeks of the competition, this should be 40 or 50 points. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I don't know why, but I will tip Brisbane. This would be the most Tigers game to win. Yes. Uh, out of all like the easy winnable games out at the start of the season, back-to-back games at Leichhardt Oval, mm. uh, a comeback against Bulldogs at Belmore. Mm. Um, they weren't too bad against Melbourne last week. They were all right. Yeah. The, the the only problem is that they have no attack. <laughs> yes. Just I, I saw a stat the other day that said um, the the Tigers haven't won a game since round 22, 2021 with Luke Brooks at halfback. Yeah. And the last time they won a game with him in the side was he would have been five, um, eight. was round seven yeah. of twenty twenty two last year. Yeah. And then, and, and then he got injured with, yeah. and then he and then he yeah. was out of the game. So it's been a long time since they've won a game with him at the helm. Mm. I just with the Tigers, you hear these reports, oh Mitchell Pierce is coming back and then pretty much twelve hours later, nah. Mm. Denied. Mm. Not he's he doesn't want to go. Mm. Just chopping and changing the team, saying that Dewey is excellent at fullback when the only game he's played in was against Jamaica in the World Cup. Mm. Just all, all these weird little messaging things. You just wonder what's going on behind those four walls mm. um, at, at the center of, I hesitate to say, excellence. Mm. I think the Broncos win this one 50 nil. 50 nil. Okay. I think it's going to be closer than that. But I, I, I really don't. I, don't I, I the, the Broncos' attack is great. I think with the addition of... Re, like. If this was last year, then I'd say it'd be a bit closer. But Reese Walsh is absolutely firing. I think he's made a really great pairing with the centres in particular. Katoni Staggs looks back to his origin best mm. uh, before he got selected last year. Herbie Farnworth has probably had his best start to the season. I think Adam Reynolds looks like he's having a lot of fun. Mm. I think Payne Haas is easily my favourite for the Dallium uh, medalist mm. this year. He is just so dominant through the middle. I just don't know how they stop them. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I think Brisbane win. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it is 50 nil. Uh, two games on Sunday as well. This one I'm really looking forward to. The Cronulla Sharks up against the New Zealand Warriors. Cronulla, very good last weekend. Nico Hines, the return of Nico Hines made such a difference. The Warriors, they've been really impressive opening over the opening month. Even the game they lost to the Roosters, they were still pretty good in it. Away from home, at Shark Park, it is a bit harder. I'll tip the Sharks, but that's not to disregard the Warriors and how they've played the first month of football. Yeah, um, this one's pretty easy for me. I'm going to tip the Sharks, but that's not to take anything away from the Warriors. I mm. think they've been really good. I think that win uh, over the weekend when they came from behind at mm. home as well is a good show of character. Came from behind twice. Yeah, yeah. it's a good show of character um, more than anything, which we haven't seen from the Warriors. So I expect a, a good game, but I just think at home, Nico Hines back. He makes a world of difference. I'm going to the Sharks. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Sharks as well. And the final game, Sunday night, the Canterbury Bulldogs up against the North Queensland Cowboys. Of course, Josh Reynolds back uh, in the Bulldogs lineup for the first time since 2017, I think it was. And the North Queensland Cowboys, they've been far from their best. They did beat the Tigans, the Titans last weekend, but they haven't been what we've expected from them this year. I think this is a tricky match. Uh, 
I'm actually leaning towards the Bulldogs in this one if they show the form they've shown for the most part of the season. I'm also going to the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, I'm really confident in the Bulldogs this weekend. I think uh, they're absolute morals. Mm. Uh, I think the Cowboys look like that team that we saw in 2021, like 2020, 2021, mm. where they're just sort of middle of the table. They just look really uninspired. Mm. I don't know what it is. It, 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 it just – they should be a better team on paper, but they just look a bit flat. Watching that Titans game – uh, last weekend, they got lucky with all the injuries to the Titans. Foran came off, AJ Brimson came off, mm. and the Titans were in it much till the end. Yeah. So I, that's why I go the Bulldogs. I do worry a bit about the Bulldogs' attack. I mm. think Burden, I don't know why he doesn't want to put up any, any bombs. There has to be something to that, and I want them to clarify why. But I think they seem to be firing a lot better than last year as well. And I think there's a bit more occasion. I think Reed Marnie makes a world of difference in the, in that setup. I think Kikau is a great inclusion. I think the Foxy looks like he's having fun again mm. as well. Cue the Foxy laugh. Yep. Yep. Uh, nice. No. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and also yeah. uh, on the attack, big test to Kyle Flanagan. I think this weekend yeah. as well. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think he'll have a good game. Not man of the match or lights out or anything like that. I just think he'll have a. Good game. Charlie, good stuff. Now, I'm uh, away, hence the jokes uh, that I'm always away. But I will be back in a couple of weeks, just having a couple of days off over Easter. So we'll chat in a couple of weeks, and we will continue our great previews. Thank you. And just quickly before you go, um, Titans to beat the bye this weekend. I'm tipping the Titans. Perfect. And whoever the Titans play next weekend, you're tipping them as well? Sure. Lock them in. I'll have a look in a second. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, Great stuff. And as I say, we will chat to you next weekend. I'm just trying to have a very, very quick look at who the Titans play next weekend because we we always love a Titans tip from you. They play the Dragons next weekend. Oh, oh, lock them in. Lock them in. Lock them in. Thank you, Charlie. We'll speak soon. Thank you very much. Charlie Goodsir with our NRL preview. Thoughts on all of that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Should also say I'm here next Monday and Tuesday just having a few days off at the back end of next week. 0457 736 736 is the text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 The game last night, the Roosters looking pretty slick for the most part. Parramatta. Where do you put them in the picking order at the moment? Because I was out there last night at Allianz Stadium they didn't offer a lot in attack. Uh, you little worried about Parramatta? And also the Bailey Simonson tackle on James Tedesco, should that have been a send-off? 0457 736 736, the text number. You can call the open line any time to have you say 1300 01 1170. After the break, I'll tell you about this plan to unveil a transfer window for the NRL. And we'll speak to Jonathan Gallo and talk all things English Premier League. It's 27 past five in New South Wales, 27 past four in Queensland. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell for your Friday morning. John Gallo to talk football in just a second. A few texts here. Uh, this one from James, which, I look, I think this is very harsh, uh, James, on 0457 736 736. It's 29 minutes to six in New South Wales, 29 minutes to five in Queensland. Now, I do not support this statement at all. But he says, uh, this is the last time you have to announce different times for Queensland for a while. Yes, of course, daylight savings, uh, everyone back on the same time. He also then says, on Sunday, Queensland will only be 50 years behind New South Wales. Now, I think that's a little harsh, James. Uh, uh, look, uh, look, I think that's very harsh. We love our Queensland audience through SENQ 693 and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. So Queensland listeners, 
text back and have a go at James. Thank you, James. Thank you for your text. Uh, yes, daylight savings all uh, back to normal. Thank God. Uh, next week. So all on the same time. Uh, now, text before we get to John, 0457 736 736. This is from Gary uh, saying, yes, the Bailey Simonson tackle should have been a sent-off. Uh, send off and should get three weeks. Plus, Teddy doesn't come back, misses next week. Yeah, we'll miss the game against the Storm. The head tackles need to be stamped out. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised it wasn't a send off. Uh, I don't know. It, it Look, it's 50 50, but I think he will be suspended for three or four weeks. And I have seen, Gary, I have seen uh, a lot of other similar tackles be sent off. 0457 736 736. If you've got a view on that, should Bailey Simonson been sent off? And where do you put Parramatta after the first five weeks of the competition? As I said, I was out there last night. The Roosters were very good. Parramatta did not offer a lot in attack. Uh, just quickly before John, the NRL has pitched a plan to resolve rugby league's contract crisis by introducing three staggered transfer windows, which totally revamps the November 1 trade deadline. The three-year tiered plan would include transfer windows, which would open depending on how many years a player has held a top 30 or development spot contract. Uh, So the plan includes the window opening with at least six years experience free to negotiate with rivals on November 1, at least three to five years experience free to negotiate with rivals on April 1, and rookies to two years experience free to negotiate with rivals on June 30. As it stands, all players at the moment are free to negotiate come November 1. So we'll see uh, what happens there. Under the plan, players like Chad Townsend would be allowed to talk to rival clubs in November 1. However, the likes of Hudson Young, Tyrell Sloan, Toby Rudolph cannot explore other options until April 1. It'll be confusing uh, for 26 minutes to five, 6 in the morning. But what do you reckon? 0457 736 736. Should the NRL have a trade window? Keep those texts coming in, but let's do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Yes, and John Gallo is very excited. He is on the line and he is happy because after a week of no English Premier League, it's back on. John, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dan. Yes, I'm very excited. Mate, I'm as excited as Swilly. He put him pen to paper, mate. That's how excited I am. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, the day ahead. We've got a fantastic weekend of football coming. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's go through it. Well, I don't uh, believe that I'm paying you $1.6 million a year for this cross. Um, maybe, no, maybe. No, unfortunately, maybe. take away the six million, take, take away the $600,000, Dan. That's, that's how much you're paying me. So, um, yeah, but you're paying me not to say any fearful comments either because, you know, I don't want to come across and be fearful to, uh, to Robbo or anyone else out there. So, Yes, I would. Uh, I would take away not just the six hundred thousand dollars. I would probably take away uh, the other, actually all of it, to be honest. Uh, but maybe six, oh, maybe sixteen dollars. I could pay you sixteen dollars a year to come on uh, the show, which I think. Well, is... to be fair, I'm looking at Maccas right now as we speak. I'm thinking that might be a better deal, to be honest. But yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll take it. I'll think about it. Uh, yes, uh, hello to our good friends at McDonald's. Now uh, let's have a look at the round of the EPL. Of course, we had the international break last weekend. And what a way to start tomorrow night. Uh, Now, the times are going to be a bit all over the place uh, this weekend because the UK uh, changed their times last weekend. We changed times in uh, various parts of Australia tomorrow night. But 10.30 tomorrow night, before we have to worry about that, Man City up against Liverpool. 
Yeah, this is going to be an absolutely fantastic game and potentially a you know title-deciding game as well because, you know, Man City is still uh, trying to stay hot in the heels of Arsenal, who currently have got a bit of a gap there at the moment with, uh, with an extra game they've played. Uh, so Man City trying to play a little bit of catch-up at the moment and uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously Liverpool lost their last game against Bournemouth uh, a couple of weeks ago now, but hopefully this international break that we've uh, that we've had will get both teams fit and firing and ready to go. And I think this game potentially uh, will be one of the games of the season. Um, if Liverpool turn up and play their best football, I'm going to be very uh, very keen to to see how Man City do react to that. I think we're all expecting Liverpool to lift now for the end of the season. Obviously, they're still trying to fight for a top four spot. So there's plenty of uh, incentive for Liverpool as well in this uh, in this particular game, and uh, yeah, I think it's got a, a, the makings of a, a fantastic match. So really looking forward to it. It's going to be an interesting one, isn't it, John? Because uh, as you said, and we've said right throughout uh, the year, the Liverpool have been very inconsistent. They've been very up and down. Uh, no chance of winning the title. Man City are still half a chance. Should be It should be a good match. And the thing about with Liverpool, because they have been so inconsistent, you just don't know what Liverpool side you're going to get tomorrow night. Well, exactly right. And if you look at the, the top four at the moment, Tottenham are on 49 points, Liverpool on 42 points. So you'd imagine if they, if they drop behind three points in this game against Man City, I think they have, you know, really on the back foot to make any top four position. So for, for Liverpool, it's almost like a final match as well for Man City. So there's going to be a lot of emotion on the line. Uh, let's just make sure that, that emotion is in check and that both uh, teams can see out the game with uh, with 11 men. So uh, I think it's going to make of a brilliant game. Pep Guardiola v Jurgen Klopp, and I think it's just going to be a terrific match of football. So wonderful way to kick off the weekend. All right, let's have a look at some of the other matches as well. Just quickly through these next few, because there's one that I really do want to ask you about. But a quick tip for this one, Bournemouth-Fulham. Bournemouth-Fulham, I'm going to go with Fulham. I think Fulham have been red-hot form. Bournemouth struggling a little bit, a bit of a slump. I know they beat Liverpool last time they played, but I think the break might actually kill their momentum a little bit. I'm going to go with Fulham. And these matches all Sunday morning at 1am, which is just before uh, the clocks go back. I think. I, I don't know. Uh, Nottingham Forest play Wolves. Uh, I'm going to go with Nottingham Forest. I think Nottingham Forest at home is going to do them a world of good, so I'm going to go with uh, with Forest. Crystal Palace up against Leicester City. This is an important match for both sides. Yes, it is in terms of the uh, the relegation. And, and you had Leicester City yeah. getting relegated as well. I did. I did. I think Palace going to respond a little bit, I, I think, with uh, Roy Hodgson now back in the hot seat. Uh, good old Roy. I think he's going to do a good job here, and I expect the Palace to lift. So I think it'll be a tight one, one nil to Palace. He's been around a long time, Roy Hodgson. Of course, was in charge of Crystal Palace. What a couple of years ago? Maybe not even that. Yeah, he was. He was, and he doesn't have to worry about daylight saving either. Dan, would you believe in his uh, in his other world? So. Brilliant. Well, well, he, he did. might be turning up at the game an hour earlier before everybody else. <laughs> so who knows? Well, well, he did have to worry about it last week, but he wasn't. All, he, he also did. wasn't playing at one a.m. in the morning. So they probably, or well, their team weren't. Wasn't that's playing. A, that's, they've had to wheel him out of the uh, of the home then to get him over here. So brilliant. Yes. But, yeah. It, exactly. Now, wonderful manager. Uh, very good manager. Uh, now, uh, one a.m. to uh, Sunday morning, Arsenal up against Leeds United, John. So Arsenal at the top of the table. Uh, will be an important game depending what happens in that Man City-Liverpool game. Leeds in and around that relegation zone. We know the last match Leeds played, they had a good win. Can you see Leeds proving uh, to be any difficulty for Arsenal or do you think Arsenal wins this match easily? 
I think Arsenal win it comfortably. I think the last two games have seen Arsenal play to, to put away their opponents pretty much before half time. Really, three, four nil results in the last couple of weeks, and they haven't looked like they're missing a beat at all. Arsenal, if anything, they look like they're going up in in, in a few other gears. And I think the fact they're at home as well, expect a packed out Emirates Stadium. Mm. Um, but yeah, Leeds have got a lot to fight for as well. So it's a potential danger game if Arsenal aren't careful, but. I think Arsenal are going to be red hot form. I think two or three nil to Arsenal. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one, and we'll see what happens. Uh, the ramifications of that if uh, Leeds are to lose. Uh, Brighton up against Brentford. Well, this is uh, another game of the week. I think Brighton versus Brentford, six versus seventh, both on the same amount of points as well, both on forty-two points. Sorry, seventh versus eight. Um, I think this is going to be a game where potentially these two sides could be playing for the top four spot as well, or top six at least. Um, I think this has been two you know, managers done very, very well this season. Roberto De Zervi, Thomas Frank. Uh, I think they've been very, very you know, you know, exciting football as well, both of them. So I'm very interested to see how this game goes. I'm going to lean towards. I'm going to lean towards Brighton. I think Brighton have been just slightly a little bit better this season, uh, and recently they've been a bit more consistent as well over the course of the season. I think Roberto De Zervi will get the job done. Uh, Chelsea will play Aston Villa. Another big game, this. Uh, Graham Potter's you know, been a bit of a slump recently. He's got his side out of it in the last couple of weeks with two wins and a draw in the Premier League. They're doing quite well in the Champions League as well, making the quarterfinal stages. So he's kind of temporarily at least pulled himself uh, up from the uh, from the hole that he's uh, dug for himself this season, Graham Potter. But, you know, Unai Emery, I think, has transformed the Villa since he's been there the last month, month and a half. Uh, they've been brilliant. I think they've really stood up a, a whole lot of tests and they've really made sure they've answered a lot of questions as well that's been thrown at them. I think this is going to be a draw a between draw. Villa and Chelsea. Okay, interesting. Uh, choice, a few other matches. Uh, just quickly, uh, West Ham, Southampton. I'm going to go Southampton. I think Southampton might get an upset here. Important game between Newcastle and Man United Monday morning at one thirty. Well, for Newcastle, this is potentially a top four spot on the line here. Uh, it's a very important game for Newcastle, as is for Man United as well, to try and close that gap against City in case City might slip up against Liverpool. I'm going to go with Eddie Howe's men, Newcastle. I've really liked the way they've played the last couple of weeks. I think they're back in form now, um, playing some wonderful football, as they have done all season. It won't be difficult, it won't be an easy task, but um, I, I do back Newcastle to, uh, to get the job done. All right, and there's a game on Tuesday morning, but it'll actually be on when we talk uh, next. So they'll be between Everton and Tottenham. Tottenham actually got rid of their manager throughout the week as well. So we'll talk about that match on Tuesday morning. We'll review and preview because then there's a few midweek games as well, uh, Wednesday morning and also Thursday morning next week. So plenty to talk about on Tuesday morning. John, great stuff as always. Enjoy your weekend and we'll chat on Tuesday. Thank you, Dan, and uh, put your clocks uh, back as uh, you know, as you, as you mentioned. Make sure you do that because uh, we've got plenty of catching up to do. Yes, exactly, exactly. Lots of catch, lots of catching up and sleep. We get an extra hour of sleep in New South Wales. Thank you, John. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll speak on Tuesday. See you, mate. Talk soon. John Gallo talking all things EPL. We'll take a break. On the other side of this, we'll uh, let you know about the AFL last night, uh, A-League on the weekend, and a few of your texts as well. Uh, a text here from Chuck on 0457736736. I don't know if Chuck is any relation to our very own Chucky. Good, sir. Uh, but he goes, Dan, why won't you talk about the shocking AFL game last night? Uh, no one wants to talk about uh, the Roosters. Uh, and I won't go any further in what he had to say about that. Um... 
Well, I didn't. Not talking about the AFL game last night, uh, Chuck. Thank you for the text uh, because I didn't watch it. But the Western Bulldogs did beat the Brisbane Lions uh, 67 to 53. Um, and Chucky, good sir, Charlie, good sir, uh, who watched a bit of the AFL last night, uh, came into the office and said, and said it was one of the worst games he's ever watched. And then when we asked him who won, he actually couldn't remember, and he watched most of the game. Good old Chucky, good sir. Uh, thank you for that text, 0457 736 736. So, yeah, the Bulldogs over the Brisbane Lions, uh, 10 7 over the Brisbane Lions, 7 11 Collingwood-Richmond tonight uh, uh, in Melbourne. That'll be a very good game in the AFL. GWS Giants are in action tomorrow afternoon against Carlton. Um, the Sydney Swans in action on Sunday afternoon against Melbourne in Melbourne. And the Gold Coast will play Geelong. Uh, that'll be on Sunday afternoon as well. Uh, this one from Chris. Dan, how good were the Roosters? Look to control the entire game. Once they get all their stars back, they will definitely be a premiership force. Yeah, there's still a couple of players out. Matt Lodge, Angus Crichton, of course. Uh, Tedesco now going to miss uh, next week. Manu, of course, was out uh, last night as well. So, yeah, they're playing some good footy. Uh, the Roosters early on in the season after a pretty slow start, but a long way to go. However, I think, as most people were saying before the season, they'll be uh, very, very hard to beat. Uh, Alan Belford-Jones, do appreciate your text. Uh, very complimentary about Queensland. Uh, but you might just leave that. But thank you, uh, Alan. Have a wonderful weekend. And this from the Chookman on 0457-736-736. Hi, Dan. Great to see Luke Keary back to form with two great tries. Uh, Sim uh, Simonson had no control in that tackle and should have been sent off for an early shower. Yeah, so the overwhelming opinion on this show and also in commentary on SEN last night is that Bailey Simonson should have been sent off. We'll hear what Vossie and Brandy think after the 6 o'clock news. 0457 736 736 uh, is the text number. You can call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break. Come back and wrap things up. It's 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Uh, A-League coming up this weekend. Western Sydney Wanderers, Adelaide United tonight. Wellington Phoenix, a Melbourne victory tomorrow. Central Coast Mariners play Brisbane Raw tomorrow. Sydney FC up against Western United. More on that in just a second. Tomorrow night at 7.45. Perth Glory up against MacArthur tomorrow. And then Sunday afternoon is Melbourne City versus Newcastle Jets. Ryan Grant will be a special guest on The Breakfast Show after the news at 6am with Vossi and Brandy playing his 300th game. And we believe he might be the first player in A-League league history to play 300 games so he'll be on the show with Fossey and Brandy after 6am also David Riccio from the Daily Telegraph with all the latest NRL headlines and they will react to last night's win by the Roosters 28 points to 20 over the Parramatta Eels thanks for your company today I'll be back with you Monday morning from 5am we'll review a big weekend of sport Chris Perkins from America will join me as well have a great weekend Vossi and Brandy up next for breakfast Queensland listeners you'll get the first hour then Patton Heels along at 6am local time. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you Monday morning from 5am. Breakfast for Lows the News.